What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. With you, as always, Antonio Keenan and Eric joining you on a Sunday night, probably Monday by the time you're listening. Hopefully you had a good weekend, a football-free weekend, and uh, getting ready for the Super Bowl. So uh, how was your weekend there, fellas? Keenan and Eric? Eric? Uh, it was good. I uh, didn't really do much. Just kind of hung out, played a little FIFA, you know. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, nothing really happened. I'm doing pretty good. I, uh, won a few, uh, parlays, as you guys know, almost, only, um, almost won 1200 yesterday. If, uh, the ducks would have kept it, uh, it would have been a split with a couple guys at 1200, but, uh, the ducks would have kept, uh, kept it under two. I would have, we would have won that. So, but I've been, I've been, I've been hot on the, on the books guys. Hopefully I can carry that over for Sunday. You have been hot on the books. I gotta, I gotta start to start joining in with you a little bit more. Um, you gotta tell tell your secrets to some fans, man. Now nah, I'll, I'll keep those secrets myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But we well, at least uh, we had a really entertaining Friday. The three of us uh, dealing with the big Robin Hood fiasco. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man, with GameStop, I'm sure uh, a lot of people. Uh, may have heard if you have not heard just you know talking some stocks some investments uh you know gamestop had uh quite the inflation on on their company on friday uh well throughout the week actually but friday had uh caused a little bit of a halt from robin hood so the three of us were kind of sitting in our little group chat having a conversation on what we were going to do we're going to hold we're going to sell you know what's the plan and uh, you know, Nokia is obviously the, was uh, involved, and AMC Movie Theater. There's a few companies, but man, it was a it was a hell of a week uh, dealing with Robin Hood because I was I'm, pretty pissed. <laughs> I'm at the point of selling Nokia. Honestly, um, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen again. I know Ant- Antonio, you're uh, you you think it's going to happen where uh, where the, the stock flies up to you know four or five hundred dollars. What- like GameStop did, but I was watching GameStop Friday all day Friday, and it went from almost five hundred, and then dipped all the way down to like seven hundred or two hundred within like forty five minutes, I think. So, and hey, uh, we're going, but, we're going to the moon, though, right? With, hopefully, uh, hopefully with Dogecoin, <laughs> we got Alex Coloza uh, going, telling us about going to the moon, man. We're gonna, hey, hopefully, hopefully GameStop hits that one thousand, like uh, a lot of the Reddit threads have been talking about. But it's just, it's amazing to watch what uh, I, I guess us normal people in the world of investing can can really do to some uh, billionaires. So it was kind of, yeah. a, like I said, fun, pretty historic. We're gonna hear about this for a few years. My my other um, comment was. I was yelling at my phone watching Do- Dogecoin. Is that how you pronounce it? Go up and down. Every time it went down, I was yelling at it like, like I was watching a sporting event. And then it would go up. I would start cheering again and then go down. I think that was Friday or Thursday night. I think that's when it was going up and down. And it hit yeah, it was Thursday. Through. Thursday at midnight. It hit yeah. It hit just about eight cents. And Should have sold. Should have <laughs> sold and then bought again. <laughs> part of yeah, Dogecoin, part of that cryptocurrency. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dogecoin is one of those. The next ones on the way up hit an all time high. I mean, it was trading. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my dad, and he he called. He sent me a text. I showed you guys. He sent me a text, and he goes, "Call me right now with a picture of uh all this Dogecoin." And 
I bought it a few months ago and I made some money quickly in like an hour and I was telling him about it and I forgot he threw like 150 bucks in it and sure as hell did he like 25 times his money <laughs> when he pulled up his app that morning and I'm like man that was pretty nice of you to keep holding so uh yeah it? man no he kept it he's, he's still gonna keep it for a while I mean it's the thing I just throw some money into it and a couple years from now maybe see what's going on yeah We'll um, see. I, I, you, yeah, we'll see. You're, you're the seller. I'm the. I I I keep it. So. Oh my god, I'm a day trader like crazy. Okay. I uh, I accidentally I accidentally took off my day trading rights on Robinhood, and it's like, oh, they might they might mark you as a pattern day trader, and if that's the case, like I can't make any day trades unless I have twenty five thousand in my account. I am nowhere near that. So I I turned it off, made like six day trades, and I got I got. Uh, I got blocked. I can't make a yeah, day trade not, not for three months. You got yelled at? <laughs> oh, yeah. I got yelled at. They're like, no, unless you have 25 grand in your account, you are not making a day trade for 90 days. Who makes these rules up? Hey, I don't know, man. I was, I'm was, i just a little peasant. I just want to throw some money around every day. I just get excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, all right. So let's let's talk football. Let's talk football. Uh, we're, we're getting the week started. We got a Super Bowl coming. Super Bowl Fifty Five. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills. Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know it's it, it's crazy. We we have a Mahomes Brady matchup. Uh, almost uh, almost a fairy tale matchup, right? I mean, you got the goat against the. Potential next goat coming up. Don't, 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 don't. I know you and I were having that conversation before we hopped on the pod. Uh, one that we're definitely going to continue after after uh, the Super Bowl happens. You know, discussing it. But what I want to talk about, what I want to talk about real quick though, is something I heard that was really interesting. At listening to the CBS Sports uh, podcast, if Mahomes doesn't beat Brady in the Super Bowl this year. Brady will now have seven championships to Mahomes one. And now he needs six more on top of what he has. And it just, it almost seems really, I mean, six in general is unattainable. Like to even be having that conversation is kind of, it's just insane to be able to have that conversation. I'm going to have this conversation right now, <laughs> but, but, but you can have the conversation, especially if Mahomes wins now it's six to two, right? Now he needs four more. He just got two in a row. He's still under 25. Andy Reid's going to be there. Tyree Kill is going to be there. Travis Kelsey, even though he's 30, he still maybe has at least two more elite years. A rookie running back. Like, can you tell me that six and two is unattainable compared to seven and one? I mean, seven and one just, I almost have to say no. I'll bet you a six pack right now. He doesn't win six six <laughs> championships. I'll write that down. We'll seal it up in the safe deposit box. Uh, but but 20, we, twenty years from now, what beer are you gonna be drinking? You know, you and I, Keenan, we we do have a bet we did talk about before the season. Uh, you know what was it? Andy Reid is sixty three. I think it was. We yes. said over under. We set an over under of two and a half Super Bowls, discounting last year. So fresh start from this season forward. Would he have over under two and a half? You took the under, I took the over. And obviously, if he wins, that's going to only be two away from that. But that would put him to four if he can get there. But, I mean, it's hard to win one. It's hard to win two. It's – I just – I'm glad we can have this conversation. It's unfortunate as a Bills fan that we're having the conversation. Mahomes being in the AFC, we just saw what he did to the Bills last week. 
Um, but and we also talked it. It's like a Mahomes Brady. I mean, I'm sorry, a Manning Brady. Uh, kind of how maybe we're going to see between Allen and uh, Mahomes, where the Bills they're going to try to make it through once, twice, maybe three times, and they got to take advantage because Mahomes he's going to be in the AFC Championship many years to come. You know who I feel bad for? Justin Herbert. That being in that division is going to be whoever, whoever, <laughs> whoever the the Oakland or Vegas, there it is. Jesus, uh, quarterback is in the future, and whoever who's the other team in that division? Oakland Chargers, Denver. Denver, yeah, and Denver. Jeez, they can't hit on a quarterback to save their life. But I feel bad for all those all those teams, but especially Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert showed some, you know, some flash this year, and he's got to deal with Mahomes for the next, you know, for his whole career probably. He should recross the trade. Get out of there. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to talk about uh, their new coaching hire uh, a little bit. We're going to talk about some of the vacancies that have been filled. Well, all of them have been filled now, but uh, we're going to recap a few of those and then probably have a full episode, uh, more like March. Uh, or or mid February to kind of recap everything that's going on, uh, but uh, let, let's let's come back to the Super Bowl, Eric. Kansas City is uh, minus three and a half right now, and the over under is a fifty six and a half. So, who do you have first off? How's the game going to go, and why isn't Brady going to win? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going with the Chiefs, but. Um... Brady's not. I don't know. I like. I want. I don't know who to root for. Who to root for? Because I want Brady to win. Because the Chiefs just beat the Bills. But I don't want to see Brady win another Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I, I think nobody's beating the Chiefs right now, uh, especially with the way they're playing. Mahomes is clearly fully healthy uh, after last game. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're gonna be. I don't even know. Like what. It, it all depends. Like, like the Bucks' offense always seems to be up and down. So it's really, you know, what what offense are we going to see? Obviously, it's playoff Tom Brady. So, so they're they're going to be good, but I just don't think they're going to be able to put up put enough up to keep up with the Chiefs. Do you think that? Do you think that they've been? Because obviously, with with the run game, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, we just keep seeing uh, a mixture of them. We saw Fournette look great last week, like like the Fournette we haven't uh, been able to see in a while. But who do you think is going to be the running back of choice for Tampa Bay? Do you think they kept Fournette fresh for this moment? You know, when they, they sat him for Ronald Jones two weeks ago? Possibly, but honestly, I think they can just go with whoever, you know, whatever the hot hand, just whoever's doing good, you know, because Fournette can go out there and just, you know, having a bad game. And obviously, they're going to take him out and use Ronald Jones. But I think they're going to start with Fournette. Obviously, you know, he'll be the starter and they'll roll with him. But you know, if he's not doing anything special, I, obviously, I, I definitely expect Ronald Jones to get some carries. So, Keenan, with we, we were talking about Travis Kelsey again above before this being unstoppable. What do you think that the Bucks are going to do to be able to counteract that? And with that being said, like, do you think Gronkowski is going to be able to step up during this, or do you think it's going to be more? Uh, well, I guess explain to me who do you think. Uh, who do you think with Travis Kelsey? Who do you think they're going to line up with him? Do you think they're going to shadow him? Do you think they're going to let him be himself and just let Mahomes do his thing? 
Oh man. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna shadow them. I don't know. I don't know what defense they're gonna come up with. But I think they're gonna I think the best thing they're gonna do is try to keep Mahomes and that offense off the field. You guys just mentioned Ronald Jones and Fournette. I expect both of those guys to be a big factor in this game. Um I expect Alex Closa. Uh, he's got he, he he's got Jones. Um he's predicting Jones to have a big game. But um I think that's the way they're gonna do it. They're gonna try to keep this a lower scoring game than than what we are expecting. Both of these defenses are very underrated. Look what you know the Chiefs just did to you know um, Allen, who's having a Hall Hall of Fame, a uh, MVP year, and then look what Tampa Bay did 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 to the potential. Um, why do I keep saying Hall of Fame? But to the potential MVP. Um, so both of these defenses are underrated. I think it's not going to be as high scoring as we're expecting. I think. They're going to try to keep Mahomes off the field. They're going to try to give them less possessions. Um, so that's why I, I think that's the only way they can try to beat them is keep Kelsey and keep Mahomes, keep Hill off the field. So I'm going to go with Brady. I got to go with the GOAT. I know Antonio thinks Mahomes is going to be the GOAT um, tomorrow when we wake up. But um, um, I still think Brady Brady finds a way to win these games, guys. And this, this gonna help the, lights, the lights are never going to be brighter than than this game, ever. And so, <laughs> and Brady eats away at this shit. Excuse me, he's a, he eats away at this crap, and he's gonna he's gonna find a way to win. You know who's gonna help him? I just said Ronald Jones and Fournette. They're gonna the run game's gonna be very effective. You know they're gonna get those little dink and dunks out of the backfield with those two guys. Um, Antonio Brown was out last week. Hopefully he comes back. He's healthy. Um, Godwin, Godwin get a couple catches and Mike Evans. I think he can, he can, he brings a big mismatch on those corners, um, in Kansas city where I feel like the bills, they have those, they have smaller wide receivers and that played in, they, that played into the Kansas city chiefs, um, hands and they couldn't get any separation where I think Mike Evans, He's a bigger, bigger guy, and just throw it up there and let him make the catch. Um, and Godwin and, and Antonio Brown have that speed still that they could um, find a way to get open for Brady. Well, you're exactly right. And even if they're not open, Brady's not afraid to throw the ball. See, you know, now, now, now that I'm just saying this, it's got me thinking. The Bucks and the Bills' offense are completely two completely different offenses. Absolutely, they're a lot you more have, physical. The Bucks. You, what's that? Bucks are a lot more physical. And they got a run game that balances out that balances out, you know, the pass attack. Where I, I, I think, two, I think, two running backs to do it. Yeah, I think I think listen, I think I think the Bucks can, can figure this out. I, I I know everyone everyone thinks Mahomes is Superman and he's unbeatable, but I but I'm not counting out Tom Brady in it in the Bucks yet. Well, and even look, Brady's been counted out since the first round, right? Since they played the he's, Redskins. He was counted out when he signed in Tampa, and and I and I you're right. I counted him out against the Redskins. They they almost almost did lose that game though. They almost did. Hey, it doesn't matter. matter. The win's a win, and and the thing you know you mentioned with uh, with Tampa Bay being a more physical team, and I was saying Brady's not afraid to throw it. The problem though, Keenan, last week he had three picks, and and we were again in the second half. 
Yeah, he had three picks last week, and they're not. You do that against Kansas City, you're not winning that ball game. We just saw Buffalo basically. Uh, you know, they they weren't as aggressive as maybe they could have been. A conversation for another day. Uh, but but the point was they they couldn't score, and if they couldn't score, they weren't getting turnovers. So you can't have the Bucks turning the ball over. They need to keep scoring. I think the first team to thirty is going to win. Uh, I, I really do. Um, yeah, lower scoring and lower scoring than people are are expecting. Yeah, it's at 56 and a half. So like a 30, 27, you know, that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a close game all the time, right? We're going to predict a close game, especially w- with these two teams. But truly, I, I think it's going to be a back and forth. Um, I think the second half is going to be an amazing show of offense between these two quarterbacks. I don't really think the defense is going to matter uh, this week. I, I really don't. Um, I think you're just going to see the offenses showcase each other um, and you're going to see some beauty between both quarterbacks. But the thing is, though, are they going to are they going? Is the Chiefs' offense going to predicate themselves around nothing but Hill and Travis Kelsey, like they did last week against the Bills? Right, like and Hardman. Hardman had a few plays, but I mean, eighty percent of the production was between Hill and, and Kelsey. They had over two hundred yards. They had over twenty catches. I, I mean, are they going to try to do that against the Bucks? Because that's what I think the Bucks can defend. Like you said, um, I think they can they can get really physical. They can double team, triple team if they need to. So. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, and I think the Bucks are going to win too. If if the Chiefs win, it's a it's a twenty point win for the for them. If the Bucks win, it's a three point three point win, four point win. Yeah, today today my heart's my heart's telling me Tampa. Um, we'll see how the rest of the week progresses. But Roll Bucks I, go. I don't I, I don't like how that game ended in in uh, Kansas City. I really don't. I don't I don't like how. Never mind. That's a. That's conversation <laughs> let's move it on let's move it on though to to some serious some serious news two franchise quarterbacks were dealt before the super bowl Has that I, I've, happened never, before? I, I've never seen it happen i didn't get my chance to look in the record books to see if it's ever happened before i, I got to assume it hasn't um especially when you've seen the recent trend of quarterbacks and trades really getting uh really getting uh hyped up now and uh I think it's amazing from what offseason we're about to have with all the quarterback options to be able to start it like this. So if you haven't heard, get out from underneath your rock. Uh, But Matthew Stafford was traded from the Detroit Lions to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, two future first-round picks and a third-round pick. Uh, You know, on the surface last night, I was one of the later ones to seeing the news, Eric. I kind of saw you. You got you saw it first on us, and I was like very taken aback. And as I had more time to process it, you know, I'm going to let Eric talk first on what he thinks on the trade. But I really needed time to process that one. So, Eric, what do you think? What do you think's going on? What do you like most? Who do you like better uh, between the trade? Who who won that? Which team? Oh, I mean, I, I think it was pretty fair. They both kind of won in their own right because, you know, obviously Stafford is the better quarterback and the Rams are, are going all in trying to win a Super Bowl. So obviously they had a mortgage in the future uh, to get that. Um, I, I I was expecting at least a first, uh, you know, Jared Goff on top of two firsts and a third was a bit surprising, but I, I guess that's what they had to do to, do to get it done. Um, and I think it was great for Detroit. You know, they get a quarterback who, yeah, he had a down year this year, but before that, you know, he did show some promise. And 
you know, he could do something there in Detroit. And on top of that, they get a couple picks. Um, so, you know, I, I think it was really good for both teams. They uh, Vegas had them from plus 1,800 to plus 1,400 after this trade. That would be the sixth best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh, the Rams? The Rams, yeah. They jumped. I think they jumped from ninth to sixth with that trade. So, again, on the surface – to only jump again, it's Vegas, it's odds, but you know, we tend to follow a lot of that. Right. And just for, to jump that many spots, my, that's where I question, like, was it worth the move to increase seven years in age at your quarterback? The, they were in, they were in salary cap hell, right? They were in salary cap hell. So, so that's where I do think a lot of this came from. So that's, that was my initial reaction was why are you jumping increasing your age to get a quarterback uh, like that when you were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, but then again, when, when you kind of digest a little bit, uh, Jared Goff's cap hit 35 million this year, 33 million next year, 33 million in 23 and then 29 in 2024. So he's not a free agent until 2025. He just signed that contract last year, as opposed to Matthew Stafford, who's got a uh, cap hit of 33, then 26 million. And then 2023, he's basically wide open. It's three million bucks. So they'll either cut him, they'll get rid of him, or 2022, they can get rid of him if it doesn't work out for just six million. I figured they'll probably extend him after this year when they see how well it works because he does have a better arm compared to Jared Goff. I I just don't know where it went totally wrong. Do do one of you have an answer for me? Like 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 it just seems like it seems like you're with you're you're with your girl right you, you know you, you have your significant other and you're going strong and, and you're about to hit your year anniversary and all of a sudden the next thing you know you get a text message and it's like hey we're broken up. It's the one thing that they still have to do even with Stafford is fix that offensive line. You know I I mean I don't care. You know, what else they do? I mean, they have everything. They have a great defense. They got a great quarterback now. They have great wide receivers. They have a pretty good tight end. They have a really good running back. That offensive line needs to step up and um and then and then yeah, that they're gonna be at the, the next level. You think kind of what kind of what I was alluding to, do you think that that Sean McVay was just like, yo, Jared, I'm sorry, buddy. It's just, it's not going to work out anymore. I need to upgrade you and you just need to get the hell out of here. Sorry, man. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like, didn't do that. I'm but. telling you like, like, like we, we went from him being the strongest dude. He has such grit, such determination playing with, with a broken, broken thumb, just had surgery. He's our quarterback. He's great. And like, now, hey, the first chance I like, I didn't even think the Rams. I didn't even think the Rams were a, a candidate for Stafford. Uh, maybe we should have, in hindsight, thought about that since McVay throws his first round picks around like they're nothing. Um, but with the mindset, it's a late first round pick. I guess I understand that. Um, but Keenan, Keenan, what do you think? Who, who got the better? Who got a better better side in this? I agree with Eric. I think both sides won. If you think about it, the Lions are playing a long game here. They're they know they're not going to win the div- their division. They're not. Go- they're not going to be competing for Super Bowls anytime soon. Get those picks. You take the salary on Jared Goff, um, and th- th- that's what it came. That's why they got those picks. Is is the cap relief for the Rams? Now, I believe the Lions have what the third pick, fourth pick in the draft this year. 
I believe it's the fourth pick. Yeah, fourth pick. They could still draft a quarterback, Justin Fields, or or uh, um, who's the kid from uh, North Dakota, Trace Lance. Those two, those two quarterbacks are probably going to be both there, um, and both are going to need time to develop, if not more than a year. Um, so you have Jared Goff in there, who is going to you know help help you help you, you know, stay afloat, you know, don't become an embarrassment in, in the league. And it gives you time to develop this young quarterback. Plus you get, you got extra, you got two extra first round picks and, and that helps you add on, add on to your team for your young quarterback. If you decide to draft one um, this year and they have pick seven, uh, thanks Antonio. Um, I, but I think it came all down to the cap, the cap um, relief for the Rams. Like Eric said, yes, they they do need to upgrade that offensive line. However, I think they need a wide receiver, and the reason that the reason I say this, I think their wide receiver and core is pretty much the same wide receiver. Cooper Cup, Woods, and um, who's the who's the other who's the other guy? So they're they're probably gonna let Josh Reynolds go. He's a free agent. Josh Reynolds, yeah. Van Jefferson. They're so now. So now they need someone like a not I'm not saying they're gonna trade for him because he was just trading, he just signed a contract in Arizona, but someone like a Hopkins, someone like a, a AJ Green in his prime. So just a different wide receiver that can that's physical and and can you know can can make those 20, 30 yard catches down the field. Where I feel Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, yeah, they're great, they're good, they're good, they're good wide receivers, but I think they're it's limiting that offense because they're so similar if that makes sense it, it does make a lot of sense and if i'm hearing you correctly it almost makes it sound like they should sign kenny galladay that would be perfect now Ooh. it gives them that cap relief gives them i don't think they will though i i don't i don't no, know how much i just, <laughs> I just want to poke, poke fun at that because that's what you're explaining but you know maybe uh you know brashad perriman um i think he might be I might be wrong. He might have another year with the Jets. But if not, Brashad Perriman would be a nice addition. No, he's yeah. not the standout star player like you're mentioning, but he is somebody else that could be a deep field threat because yeah. Cooper Cup, I mean, let's not forget Golden Tate with Matthew Stafford back in Detroit. Yeah. Cooper Cup is going to eat, eat, eat in the slot like Golden Tate was. He was Golden Tate had 100 catches for, or at least 90 catches for three state years. Um, so I think that that's what we're going to see Cooper, Cooper Cup get. Uh, unfortunately, he was loved in the red zone by Goff a lot. So I wonder, I wonder how that's going to reflect. But we haven't really seen uh, high my, touchdowns the last few years. Anyway. My my favorite effort that trade was happened. I saw three talks from Eric Cooper Cup on the block, literally three <laughs> minutes three minutes after the trade was made. But my other point was when it comes to comes to this trade, I don't think I don't think it's that much of a you know talent wise jump from for the Rams at quarterback. But they better win. They better win now. They better win. It, the Super Bowl in the next year, two years, three years, or they're in, they're in big trouble because no cap room and no draft picks equals you'll, you'll be rebuilding in four years. It, you know, we, we keep saying that with all the trades that they keep making because, you know, they gave up their first for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, but McVay seems to keep proving us wrong. The off, they seem to keep – uh, well, I mean, They did just make the Super Bowl two years ago. They made, they made the Super Bowl and then they, they laid an egg. Yeah, they did have a bad – they had a bad year prior, but they were plagued with injuries in 2019. We obviously see what happened with Todd Gurley. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they laid an egg in the Super Bowl. 
But then, oh. and then, and then the last two two years, they they lost in a divisional round. So I, I, mean, I and that's, well, that's why they upgraded. That's they upgraded an arm. But you're right. What's the you know if you're upgrading an arm talent? I mean Stafford's top five arm talent for sure. You, you're right. You need to get somebody downfield. So maybe AJ Green is going to be a really nice addition for them. Um, that could be yeah. that could be really great. So let me let's shift over to Detroit real quick because we were talking about Kenny Galladay a second ago. It sounds like at least prior to this trade, Kenny Galladay was going to be uh, a franchise tag uh, possibility for Detroit. Um, I, I still think that's going to be the case. They're not trading for Goff and letting your best wide receiver walk. You're not going to have him throwing to Marvin Jones. Come on. Um, so what do you think now with Dan Campbell uh, being hired as the new coach there? What's going to happen? You mean Mr. Kneecaps? <laughs> Miss, Mr. Kneecaps. Uh, the the former assistant uh, head coach for a while with, uh, with Sean Payton and the Saints. So you... You'd like to assume when you see Sean Payton that that tree's kind of that apple falls falls uh falls close to the tree there where he's going to bring a lot of creativity to that offense. You know Sean McVay was very creative, so get Jared Goff who's used to a creative offense, kind of a complicated offense. I'm not sure if that's what they're going to bring, but if if that's what he does uh, choose to instill into that offense, I think it's going to be really good. And he has talked about DeAndre Swift. He said they're going to get somebody that's going to give DeAndre Swift the ball. Daryl Bevel, the new uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I'm sorry, not Daryl Bevel. Um, Marvin Lewis, geez, he he's coming in as their uh, code is their code defensive coordinator. No, Lovey Smith. Why am I blanking here? I apologize. Keenan, talk to me real quick. Why? Are you talking is about the, Detroit? What the hell? Here, let's see here. Oh yeah, they got. Yeah, they're canceling a lot. I'm looking at a bunch of lists here. Anyways, talk about DeAndre Swift for me and what they're going to do with him now because you can't keep Adrian. You get Adrian Peterson to be gone. You're probably going to either cut Carryon Johnson or uh, trade him. Um, I think he has at least another year left, or maybe they'll keep him as a backup. But is Swift going to get 400 touches this year? I hope so. I mean, I got, I got him in a couple of dynasty leagues, so I would I would love that. But I I don't think so, man. I I don't know. I I still think Jared Goff is still still a good quarterback that can make throws on the field. Um, so I don't think they're gonna want to turn around and hand off the ball or do any dink and dunks. Anthony Lynn. I don't know why I blinked. There it was. Anthony yeah, Lynn. Actually, actually, yes. Anthony That's Lynn. Why... Yes, there, yes, he'll have four hundred touches. Anthony Lynn's yes. their offense coordinator. He's trash. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Knee, kneecaps is like Dan Campbell, head coach, and yeah. he wants to get someone to let uh, that, that DeAndre Swift is going. They're going to take care of Swift, right? They bring in Anthony Lynn, the run heavy man. I so so yes, I know you say he sucks, Keenan, but look what Austin Eckler did. Look what Melvin Gordon did in San Diego, right? They they were a, they were the workhorse. Melvin Gordon got a lot of the ball. Austin Eckler came in too, but they were running the ball 35, 40 times a game. Melvin so Gordon that, did that before he got there. You correct, but he still was sustainable. He had the best yards per carry under Anthony Lynn of his career. Take that for what you will. Uh, but I think that seeing what Austin Eckler can do with what was it? His first game back, he had like 16 catches this season. Um, that's that is what I really want from DeAndre Swift because I know they're going to give him the ball 15 times a game on the ground. That's easy. You better give it to him at least four times in the year. I want 50 catches from him. If he gets 50 catches, you're talking about a you're talking about a borderline top five back, right? And and yeah. 
and and that's what you're going to look for in dynasty. Give me a young running back who's going to get the ball a lot. That's who's going to win you games. Um, yeah, but if, if he's getting 400 touches, though, he's getting a lot more than 15 carries a game. Well, yeah, 400 touches puts you uh, some quick math. That puts you right around 24 a game, right? So, I mean, if he's going to be getting at least 15, 18 on the ground, give him five, six through the air, that's that's a hell of a lot of touches. Yeah. Um, so that's why 400 was kind of the bar. I'm wondering, Derrick Henry had like 394. So you obviously see that it takes a lot to get there. Uh, but I think that 300 is easy to say, easy to say. So you can give him at least 60 catches with 240 on the ground. That's 1,500 total yards. He's going to get double-digit touchdowns. He finished with 10. And we, we, how many times were you screaming at your television screen at Adrian Peterson? Like, why are you robbing? Why is Adrian Peterson on the goal line? Like, why is he robbing the touchdowns? Give it to DeAndre Swift. That's why you have him. He had some red zone catching uh, touchdowns as well. Um, and, and Jared Goff checks down. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not too worried about DeAndre Swift. I like the move. He, he's not. He's probably not going to throw as far downfield um, as, as Matthew Stafford was, which is giving a lot more opportunity. I think they're probably going to line up Swift in the slot. And uh, I'm going to stop talking about Swift. Anybody else want to finish uh, anything up here with Detroit? No, oh, I think, uh, we should be. Let's not. Um, sorry. Well, if we talk about them keeping Galladay, Eric, why don't you talk about Kenny Galladay real quick? Is, is this a downgrade for you getting Jared Goff compared to to Matthew Stafford for Kenny Galladay, um, who unfortunately was hurt for most of the season? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, presuming they franchise him. Sorry, like I said, free agent. But I'm assuming they will. Let's call that conversation like that. Yeah, yeah. Presuming they franchise them, obviously, you know, um, it, uh, definitely a little bit of a downgrade, I would say. But I still think that Kenny Galladay could put up wide receiver one numbers with him. Um, just not necessarily top five like I think he could with Stafford. Um, but more, you know, more of a back end, high end wide receiver too. So definitely a downgrade. But I'm still not worried about Galladay. Um, spoiler, spoiler alert: He's going to be uh, my buy for later in the episode. Yeah, we're going to go over some buy. Uh, just a couple. We'll give we'll give a buy sell. Uh, each of us getting ready for, way too early buy sell for the 2020 and beyond. Uh, but Kenny Galladay currently on DLF ADP for January again pre trade. So I'm really intrigued to see what his uh, ADP is going to be for February. But currently, uh, he's wide receiver 23. He is right after Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, and Brandon Ayuk. And he is right before Chase Claypool, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton. So of Chase Chase Claypool, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton, would you want any of those over Kenny Galladay? What were the names again? I'm sorry. You broke up there. Chase Claypool, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton. No, I'm taking Galladay. Yeah, I'm taking Galladay as well. I don't. Okay. Sutton, Sutton's coming. Sutton's coming out off an ACL injury, correct? He will be. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, Claypool. There's two other wide receivers there, so who knows what's going on with that offense? And we don't know what Big Ben's deal is. And who was the last one? So it was Sutton, Chark, Chark. Claypool, and. And I, I, uh, that, I don't know. I like I like Shark a lot this year, but um, 
I'll say Galladay. I think Galladay. I think Galladay is a top top ten wide receiver in this league. He showed top it in the 10. past. He so showed he, it in the past. Uh, he has. So would you have him over Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so until okay, until right, so until, until until San Francisco gets Jimmy G out of there, I'll take uh, I'll take um, Galladay over Ayuk. Um, and I don't even know who the other two are. I'm still taking Galladay. All right, man. We will. Uh... Well, would you would would you take any of those over Galladay? Why why are you putting us on the spot? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, he comes up. With, he comes up with these questions. That, you know, we have a sheet that we run all week long, and these questions, you know, come up out of you know thin air in the middle of the show. No, I'm, no, I'm re- fine with no, re- no research or anything. You know, that's the point. I love the impromptuness. No, I, I mean the problem with me is I think you have to downgrade him because he because of the fact that that Stafford is leaving because of the fact that the connection that he and Stafford did have you knew he you knew one he was one of the few wide receivers that was getting you 10 plus touchdowns each year and the second that Gallaud, or the second that uh Stafford's gone I don't know if Goff's going to be able to help keep that consistency and because Goff's afraid to throw the football a lot of times right and if Stafford wasn't afraid to throw the ball to Galladay up, just just toss it up to your big man and let him do his thing. How many less targets does that mean Galladay is going to get down the field unless he has separation? Is he good at making getting separation? Absolutely, but it doesn't mean that Stafford only threw to him with separation. He wasn't afraid to sling it. That's where I think Goff's going to need to going to need to make uh, make the difference. Um, but you know what I would what I would think um, what I would think of those players. I wouldn't take Deontay Johnson over him. Actually, you know what? I lied. I, I would. I, I like what Deontay Johnson can bring to the table, and it's because touchdowns. If Galladay can't get double digit touchdowns, a lot of these guys are closer for me. Uh, but I think Brandon Ayuk. I really like what he's doing in San Francisco. I think I'd take him over Galladay, um, and Cortland Sutton. I'd take over Galladay. He's a younger version of Kenny Galladay, and I think Detroit's going to fix. Our Denver's going to fix fix themselves. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Drew Locke. Um, so. I think uh, I think I think uh, I do think that Ayuk's going to be better than Galladay, uh, at least for the future because he's just 22. But I really love Galladay. I was talking about him last season as being a top 10 wide receiver as well. It's just today, January 31st, um, he's definitely higher for me than 23rd. I just have to figure that one out. Got to look a little more. Uh, Keenan, let's let's slide over to the Chargers. Let's get uh, let's get back to the Chargers. We, you were talking about Justin Herbert. They hired Brandon Staley, um, the ex Rams defensive coordinator, first year defensive coordinator. Uh, he's coming in now. Anthony Lynn, as we just said, uh, left the San Diego Chargers or Los Angeles Chargers, but they brought in Joe Lombardi as the offensive coordinator. Uh, so, what do you think is going to happen now with Justin Herbert? Just, just a little bit, all right. Not too much. I know we don't want to spoil anything. I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Lombardi, Joe Lombardi, Lombardi. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> He's got a trophy named after him, man. I know, Lombardi. Oh my god, why am I struggling? But um, Lombardi, Joe Lombardi. Lombardi. There it is. There it is. But um, I think hopefully he's learned a little bit. Um, one, he was De- Detroit's. OC Detroit's offense struggled, but I, he was a quarterback coach there in um, New Orleans for a little bit. And, and 
and he'll develop it. So I think he deserves a little bit of credit on on that front. Um, but you, I need you. We need we need to see. We need to make sure that he has a creative offense because if if he doesn't come up with some with some plays, you know that will suit Herbert. I think Herbert's going to struggle, and I think that offense is not going to improve. I I really was hoping to see them hire, you know, someone. I don't know, man. I, I, I Dable would have been perfect, honestly. That's what that's what we all thought he was going there. And I thought, yeah, Brian, Brian but, Dable, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills. I just think I think this hurts his value. I really do, guys. I, I hate to say it. I'm a big Herbert Herbert fan. I lo- I loved Herbert. I loved him more than Tua coming out of out of last year's draft. But um, yeah, I I, I, did, I didn't like the hire at coach, and I didn't like the hire at OC. So. Um, we're definitely going to have a nice ADP show in February, like we said, reacting to DLF's ADP for, for February because of what January um, came up before a lot of the coaching hires. Herbert's number six right now as uh, Dynasty quarterbacks, right before Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, right after Lamar Jackson. So would you rather have Justin Herbert or Dak Prescott? Assuming, I mean, I think we all agree Dak's probably going to be a Cowboy next year. Um, yeah. But I mean, even if he's not, I, do you I have I have Dak in a super flex league. I've offered him for Herbert, and I've been rejected. So Man, yeah, I, I would one hundred percent take Herbert over Dak. Uh, wow, for, for the long term, and I love Dak, and we, you know we all know I'm a huge Dak fan, but I, I'm really big on Herbert. I think, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Anthony Lynn either. I didn't think he was a great coach either, and. You know, I think no matter what, who it's going to be, he still has Keenan Allen. He still has Mike Williams. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Hunter Henry. Um, Austin Eckler's still there, so you know, I think he still has the weapons, and I still think he's he's going to be putting points up. Yeah, I I don't I don't know. I I agree with Keenan that he's definitely a downgrade for me. I I thought six was too high, even if you know they kept everything as as it was. I I just I don't know. I, I didn't like a lot of when Austin Eckler came back, we didn't, we saw Herbert, some of his worst games of the season and the amount of times that yes, his defense, his defense uh, was a big reason that he, he was playing from behind most of the games, right? It was a big reason that he had a lot of good stats and a lot of good accolades. He had the rookie record for touchdowns. Um, I think he had it for yards as well. And when you're playing from behind most of your games, that, that's going to happen. What was he? Three and three and 11, I believe. Uh, so, so he didn't really win very much, and and like I said, when Austin Eckler came back in, his his point total dropped dropped a lot. Uh, so I, it kind of worries for me uh, when you go from averaging almost twenty seven points a game to then going down almost twenty one. That's six points a game. That's a lot. In four, I guess if, if Dallas extends Dak, maybe maybe I I'm thinking a little differently. But I guess at this point, right now in a dynasty league. I, I would take Herbert over Dak, but and I know, respect. Like, like I said, I, I'm a huge Dak fan. If Dallas extends him, then maybe I, I think about the situation a little bit differently. But yeah, so th- that's where I'm at right now. Are you saying this with him only being in Dallas for a year or not being in Dallas at the moment? Is that what you're kind of going off of? Like, so like yeah. you just like if I knew he was going to be in Dallas for another five or six years. Yeah, with C.D. Lamb and potentially either Amari or or Gallup, um, both of them for another year potentially. 
one's going to be gone after 2021. We'll see about that. But then, then yeah, that that's a different uh, situation. But you know, we, we got to see what happens. You know, if they're just going to keep franchising him, we saw what happened with Kirk Cousins when that happened. You know, he he's eventually going to move on. But you know, but if they extend him, I, I may think about it differently. I hear you. I hear you there. Like I said, I can I, respect that. I think I take. I think I stick with Dak. Um, I don't think Dak goes anywhere. I, I think eventually the the deal is going to get done there, and the weapons that he has at wide receiver and and at, with Elliot and and uh, I'm trying to think if they have a tight end. I don't think they do, but um, yeah, they got Blake Jarwin. Uh, they got oh, yeah. Blake Jarwin was injured. Yeah, so they. I think I. I, I don't know. It's so tough. It like. I wish if if they would have hired a better OC, the Chargers, I take Herbert. I really do, or a better head coach, offensive mind, like a Dave, like a Dable. But I got to go with Dak. I I think we saw the the games that we saw Dak play before before he got hurt. He, he was having he was playing unbelievable. I got you. All right, I got you. Let's. Uh, well, how about you? Who, who would you stop putting us on the spot? Who would you keep, or who would uh, you take? Yeah, sorry. I thought I kind of made that. I'd go with Dak. Um, I, like I said, I downgraded. I downgraded Herbert. Um, I he he did. He certainly defeated a lot of the things that I didn't like about him, and a lot of things people didn't like about him, where he couldn't throw the ball downfield very far. His arm wouldn't be consistent all the time. Um, he had trouble reading progressions. Like he did really well. He did. He did very well. A lot. Like I said, way better than I anticipated. I just. With that being said, you set a bar for yourself. You you set a very high bar for yourself that now it's tough to meet. You have a new system, a new coach, a defensive coach at that. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a different year two for him than most year two quarterbacks. Are you are you scared that we saw Justin Herbert ceiling this past year? Uh, you know that's that's a really no. good way to put it. I mean. That's a that's a really good question because we we had it was a phenomenon, right? He was he was a phenomenon. When he started, he came out, he he lit he lit it on fire. He had 24, 16, 27, 31, 41, 26, 25, 23, 30, right? Like amazing games. Those were his first games of his NFL career. Those were his fantasy points. And then, like I said, Austin Eckler comes in 16, 6, 18. 29 and 17. Like, can you rely on someone like that? If that's what you're seeing is the latter, but now you have no idea. You have a whole new offense coming in. Mm-hmm. So if I want to yeah. sit here and say it's going to be the former and they're just going to let him throw the ball and let it go, maybe he will be, but uh, it's, it's going to be the regression train for me so far on Herbert. I'm glad I'm going to be excited to, di- to dive a little bit deeper with him. Um, let's, let's fill up two more here. We want to talk quick about Houston, wrap it up with Philly do our buys and sells and we'll call it, we'll call it a night, huh? Uh, Houston, we know a bunch of turmoil. We, we know they may be in need of a new franchise quarterback uh, with Deshaun Watson officially announcing a trade, but they just hired David Culley um, head coach. Uh, their new head coach being David Culley. Uh, they've also hired their new GM, Nick Casario, a bunch of it uh, causing Deshaun Watson so he says nothing additionally to his unhappiness, but uh, more of it just pushing for, for him to be pushing for a trade. So what do you think is going to happen now with Houston? Um, 
I guess uh, we have to assume Watson will be gone. I don't think there's any way that that they're keeping him. Um, so how how's life going to go now with David Culley coming into the helm and they're restarting well, basically? Well, I, I disagree with you. I think Watson stays. Oh wow! I think, hey. Yeah, I think the Stafford trade pretty much. Um, I know we discussed it a little bit yesterday, but I pretty much I think the nails in the coffin it, on any Deshaun Watson trade. Um, I think they figure it out. Their their owner already came out said they had no interest in trading him. Um, I don't think any team besides maybe Jets and Miami have the have the the caps or not the cap space. The your your writing messages over here. I'm trying to read that and talk. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone has the draft capital besides those two teams, and I, I don't think the Jets can afford that because. The Jets are so bad; they need they need players at every position almost. Um, if they trade all their draft capital and Deshaun Watson goes there, what what does that do for him? And then when it comes to when it comes to Miami, why not just keep two of them and 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 just keep building around your team if it's going to cost you four first round picks? Well, we don't know what it's going to cost. It's going to cost. I mean, Stafford just cost two. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, we could sit here and say that, of course, what we saw just happened increased the value of Watson. But uh, again, we, I think we talked about a lot of it was salary cap possibly related. Like, if you give those more picks to Detroit because they're taking on a heavier cap salary cap, so you can save yourself, it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, yeah, obviously they're going to look at that and say, "Hey, look, this is what happened." But I mean, when you saw the Laramie Tunsil deal, now you see the David Johnson De- DeAndre Hopkins deal. I don't know if people are, are are using those as a crutch because we saw Stefan Diggs go for a different scale. I um, think I think if it's this year's picks, it's a little bit different because if you look at the first round picks from the Stafford deal, they're you know two year one year and two years out. So obviously the picks this year are gonna be way more valuable. Um and depending on what they are. But like Keenan said, I mean, I, I don't think Houston wants to trade him. Whereas, whereas Stafford and the Lions, they mutually agreed to part ways. Um, but I don't know. It, and that, that's what Houston needs to do, unfortunately. Like, I mean, but what do you think they're going to say? Yeah, well, brand new GM, brand new coach. By the way, we don't want our franchise quarterback we still have for another four years who is already unhappy. Um, of course, but they're going to But I'm but saying they're, they, they have the luxury of waiting out until they get the right deal. And the only way they're going to get that right deal if a, if a team is willing and able to pay what they want. And after that deal for Stafford, I'm assuming they're going to want at least a quarterback and two first-round picks. And and you know what? Give them Darnold. Give them Tua. I guarantee you one of those two teams will do it. Or somebody else will come out of the fold that we don't yes. know. Don't or they don't, they don't need to trade for a quarterback. What if they just grab Jameis for a couple years? Get the hall, grab Jameis for a year or two, draft another well, quarterback. The hall, the hall to you is two draft picks. No, there'll be more than that, obviously. But well, you then, don't, well, that, well that proves my point. You don't need to trade Miami to get Tua in that process. If you don't like Tua, you know, trade Watson. They keep Tua. Well, what, but I'm saying, like, what's the point I, of Tua I don't, staying there? You might, you might as well just get Tua in the baggage. Houston doesn't care. I mean, it's 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 most likely gonna happen because he's coming out publicly requesting it and he wants yeah. out it don't matter he has four years left it, what's he gonna do retire if, if i'm if i'm the if i'm the owner of the texans i'm saying i'm not trading you what are you gonna retire okay just, go uh, retire we just saw players in sports we're seeing them have the power to do things 
But then I think about it, you know, if they're going to make a move, they're going to want to do it before the end this year's NFL draft. So I don't, I don't know. Well, and I, they're probably going to owe them a roster bonus when the new year league starts. So they probably don't want to do that. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. if anything's happening, it's probably going to be before March before the new league year. Uh, but Keenan, I just, you're going to keep him with what? Like, what are you going to do? That's why I think he needs a fresh start. Give him a fresh start. It doesn't he's matter. Getting that, a fresh, he's getting a fresh start. He's getting a new gym and a new coach. Yeah, but he doesn't have a whole new team. He he's and Will Fuller's a free agent. Like if they don't keep him, then he really has nothing. I, I just I don't know. I think if he okay, can go okay, okay, else, but if he goes if he goes to the Jets, Antonio, what does he have? He he they're building around him. He has a team that's willing to build around well, you're, him. You, not, you're, not using, you're, you're using the draft picks that you're that you're gonna build around him to get him. And he's fine with that, man. He just lost then his it, best wide receiver. Well, go go five and go five and twelve or whatever, four and twelve or whatever, or whatever you I, want, man. It's beyond the money now, and I can respect that with him. I totally get that. Um, so we'll we'll talk more about Houston uh, as we find out more to come with with the watch. Did you mention who they hired? No, you got me all heated. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Assistant head coach, uh, wide receiver coach David Cauley from the Ravens. What? Um, who? What? What are they doing? But Seriously, that's what I'm trying right. to explain. You, you can't. No, don't you get. You cannot no, retract. No, no, this. no. I can, I can, I'm not retracting anything. I don't, I don't think a trade happens. Well, I no mean, matter who the, who the coach is, but like, what? Just, who? As Watson, though, like, who are they hiring? I don't know this guy. I don't even know who David Coley is, and I'm a freaking quarterback in the league. Like, come on, man. And then you're you're trading away DeAndre Hopkins. You're giving me old man David Johnson. You're trading the, okay. the farm for Tunsil, who doesn't even do so well. Like, but that was that I, was the old coach. We're beating we're beating the Texans to death right now, and we're actually uh, we're about to uh, make fun of somebody else. Though, I think we should I think we should move on. All right, <laughs> let's 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 talk about Nick Sirianni here, uh, the new head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if you haven't seen his uh, if you haven't seen his press conference on the hire, go for it. Um, it was a lot of That's fun. Great. Seconds. It was great. I thought it was good. It was great. Yeah, you you know, there's a lot of system conversations. I think uh, I think their system is going to be a pretty good system. Um, it's a system that I'm excited to uh, to the see. System that's gonna, a system that's going to have smart people in place, so the yeah, so the system yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's a good system, I think yeah. it'll be a great. It'll be a great system. Uh, so, anyways, they hired uh, they hired him. He's the he was the old offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, under Frank Reich, who was the old offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl, when they had Carson Wentz, and they obviously sided with Carson Wentz. They're bringing in somebody to fix him, quote-unquote. And apparently Nick Sirianni's uh, smart and not complicated system is going to be the one that's going to do it. Um, I, honestly, though, with all jokes aside, I'm, I'm not too worried about press conference with him. I, I'm excited what he's going to bring to the table, though. I'm very eager to learn. Uh, Frank Reich was very creative. He did a lot. He did a lot of good things. Um, he really did with that offense. And we saw uh, what he brought over, showing continuity, bringing Phillip Rivers from the Chargers to the Colts to have the season that they have, to make the run that they run in one year. I think Sirianni can do exactly that when he goes to the Eagles. I think that's what their expectations are. Hey, let's bring a system once is familiar with, let's make it work. Let him run the show. And I think, uh, I think Miles Sanders is going to be someone who's going to benefit from that. And we're going to talk about that a little more in a minute, but Eric, so who's, who's the coach? Is it Frank Wright or is it, or is it this Nick guy? So you're, talking lot, you're talking a lot about Frank Wright doing this, doing that, doing this, but so, <laughs> I don't see, I don't see how that, that works. So Frank, Frank Wright's calling the place. 
Of course he was, right? But Frank Reich left the Eagles in 2016 after they won, went to the went to the Chargers for two years as the OC, and then went to the Colts in 2018. He brought Sirianni with him. He's been there for the whole three years. He's learning under Reich. He's le- he knows that system front to back, and it's the system that he ran in Philadelphia. They're going to go to Philadelphia, and they're going to run that same system, what Wentz is familiar with, what he did on his Super Bowl run, his MVP run. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just that's what they're going to do, though. That's the expectation. Uh, but it's a fast, it's fast pace. Um, we saw what he did with Naeem Hines. I don't want uh, actually. I want to get into that right now. I want to. I want to hear what Eric's thoughts are real quick on on Sirianni's uh, hire here for the Eagles. Uh yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of still a little iffy on. I'm I'm not exactly sure how it's going to shake out. I was a bit surprised on it. Um, I think everyone kind of was. Um, I'm like you said, I'm hoping it brings great things for Miles Sanders and Carson Wentz as well. Um, but I'm interested to see that the thing I'm most interested to see is how the whole, you know, the whole Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz situation is going to play out there. Um, do we think it's going to be Carson Wentz all season? Do we think it, think it might it be is. a battle in training camp? Or no, I, you I think, think it is. I think they sided with Wentz, like Antonio said. Over over uh, Doug Pe- uh, Peterson, um, mm. and I think I think they won. Look look at the trade that just happened. If they wanted to get rid of once, they could have got rid of them pretty easily. Obviously, what happened with uh, with LA and and uh, Goff, and second, they brought in a coach that supposedly no that is supposedly bringing a system that Carson Wentz won the Super Bowl with. But he really didn't win the Super Bowl because another quarterback won. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, with, with that being said, then why why don't we just kind of jump to our buy sells? We're gonna start with our buys. I, I have Miles Sanders, so that's kind of why I just want to kind of continue this conversation. Um, I, I think Sirianni is gonna bring a lot of good things for Miles Sanders. He's he's a massive buy for me right now. Uh, he's actually going. You know, we like to use, uh, as we always talk about, we like to use DLF uh, ADP. But for right now, he's going as RB12. And and that's right after uh, the likes of CEH, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins. I want Miles Sanders over all of them. So, like, for me, I, I'm trying to scoop him over everywhere I can. Uh, you know, you look at the recency bias of Miles Sanders. Nobody thought, no, nobody liked what he did this year. Right, it was plagued with injuries. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles were just plagued again with injuries. They were plagued with nonsense. They were switching quarterbacks. Like Peterson's getting fired. Like there's nothing good right now about the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's why right now is the best time to go and grab him. Let's not. I, I, I harp all the time. The guy played behind Saquon Barkley in college. He was fantastic. He was behind amazing talent. He's come out and been amazing talent. Uh, he actually he had a, he had over five he had five point three yards per carry this year. He didn't have as many catches, but he had eleven less targets than he did in twenty nineteen. Uh, he had double the amount of rushing touchdowns, went from three to six, and it was all on less touches. He was extremely efficient again. Uh, he's extremely elusive running back. I, I love the guy. He's very young, still only twenty three, and 
I don't know why CEH is ahead of him right now. It's probably just recency bias with being the rookie um, and still being in Kansas City. But we saw well, that. I mean, I mean, CEH has Superman as his quarterback. You know, the best quarterback ever to play the game. Uh, that, that does help. That very much does help. Uh, but Josh Jacobs, he's not getting the ball through the air uh, as much as we'd like. Um, and, and Miles Sanders, like I said, but not playing a lot of games, that's going to be changing. I, I think we saw Naeem Hines get the ball a lot. We even saw Jonathan Taylor getting the ball. Every one of their running backs caught catches. Um, so I think that that's going to – I think it's going to continue. Well, don't talk about Marlon Mack, but RIP. Um, so that that's why I love Miles Sanders. Big buy for me right now. I like that. I like it. I do, I guess. I it, it, he'll probably be really good in that system. I think he's going to be, I think like, I really think that system's going to be great. It's going to be, it's just probably the smartest system. That's super easy to learn than yeah. anybody's ever had because they want easy players. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe he was like reading a word for word off that sheet. <laughs> <laughs> talk talk about another, talk about another great system player, Keenan. Yeah. Well, my buy is uh, Lavishka Chenault. Um, I've been practicing that name all all day, trying to get it get it pronounced perfectly for Antonio because Antonio gets mad when I pronounce his name wrong. But um, I think all all three of us were high on him, right? This past off season or after the draft, um, he didn't have a great year like some of the other rookie wide receivers did. But I think that's I think. His time is coming. I, Urban Meyer was just hired as a as their coach there, and he brings an offensive philosophy that that's mostly stayed the same throughout his career. He's always done a great job with wide receivers, in particularly slot wide receivers. I know college, NFL, you know, make fun of me. Um, everyone, someone's going to say, "Well, NFL is different." Well, I I don't think I think developing talent's the same. Um, couple wide receivers that, that were great in the slide at Ohio State were Percy Harvin, Curtis Samuel, Paris Campbell, just to name, name a few. And I think Chanel will fit perfectly in that role with with Shark outside of him and uh, and Cole. And I don't I don't know, I don't even know if he's there after the season on the other side. Um, but I think Chanel fits perfectly in that offense. Um, Urban Myers, I mean, has had wide receivers like person Harvin who's exploded for 1600 yards and 10 touchdowns in 2007 in college. And I mean, I think, like I said, I think he fits perfectly in urban Meyer system and that system's perfect for, for Chanel. But, um, but the other thing is they're getting, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I, um, I think Trevor Lawrence, I've hated him in Clemson cause I hate Clemson. Um, but I think Trevor Lawrence is probably one of the best, um, quarterbacks come out of college and, and that offense is going to be really, really good. I think, um, so I'm buying Chenault and I think I'm going to, I'm buying everyone on, on the Jags. I'll buy, I'll buy it one, one, so, or not one, one, I mean, unless it's a super flex to get, to get sunshine. Um, I'll definitely buy in Robinson. I already bought him in a couple leagues and, and I think DJ shark is also going to be pretty good in it, in that offense. You know the the one interesting thing about that, obviously, you know, I love it. Um, is you should I, love it. Even if Justin Fields goes number one, I still think I st- right, right. But but I still think even if he does, that all these Jacks players get an upgrade. That they're all going to be great buys still. Yeah, 
Because like you just said, system-wise, like Justin Fields is going to come in and he knows the system already. So it should play well. Maybe he won't be elite. Should play well. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to learn it well. If I hear the word system one more time. <laughs> but no, I, now that you mention it, you have you have Fields at two quarterback? Oh, yeah, Fields right. at two. I mean, again, I, I, have my, I, I, have my, I have my four. I, my, I haven't. Uh, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't done any yeah. any uh, college research uh, to date, besides just you know what I see on the on the surface level. Um, All right. Well, so, we'll save that conversation for later. Oh yeah, we will. So, Eric, uh, who's your buy? We know we talked a little bit about him already. Yeah, Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know. Like I talked about earlier, I still think even with Jared Goff as his quarterback, you know, presuming that the Lions franchise tag him, yeah, I still think he can he can definitely finish as a back end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two, um, and right now he's going as wide receiver twenty three in startup drafts. You know, he's still pretty young, um, and you know, actually, what was he twenty six right now? I think twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. twenty-seven. So you know, not super young, but but he's he's got a ton of talent, and you know, he's going to be around for at least another another four or five seasons, I think, pr- producing at a high level. So, so yeah. Do you, do you think that even if he isn't on Detroit, obviously, whomever's signing him is going to give him big money. They're going to be wanting him. They're going to use him. Do you really think though that, like, can the grass be greener? I guess is what I'm asking. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, it, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, if, if he leaves right now, you know, I think there are a lot of really good landing spots for wide receivers at the moment. Um, so I guess it kind of depends on you know if he's franchise tagged and then leaves next year or how that kind of plays out. But but yeah, I think there's definitely multiple spots right now that the grass could definitely be greener. Yeah, I really like uh, – I, I mean, yeah, I know as a Bills fan it would be painful to say, but I, I really would find it intriguing if Deshaun Watson does get traded to the Jets and they wind up getting Kenny Galladay in free agency. Um, you know, they use Brashad Perriman really well. They've obviously got Denzel Mims, so two deep threats with Jamison Crowder over in the slot. Um, you'd be looking at a completely different Jets offense. What are you trading to get these guys? Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Yeah, oh, okay. All right, all right, never mind. I was gonna say, man, well, how many, how many traffic, <laughs> how many first round picks do they have? Yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I think the no, AFC no, is about no. to be the best division in the AFC after this, no, after this no, uh, off season. No, it's not. It's gonna stay the same. The Pats are gonna aren't gonna have a quarterback. Tua's gonna suck, and the Jets will ha- keep Darnold forever, and we'll win many Super Bowls. Continue. Yeah, I love, I love where. You're at. Um, all right, so I'm going to switch to my cell. Uh, it's CD Lamb, and it's you know when I when I when I picked this, I was not happy with my decision because I I, I can't I have him in a few dynasty leagues and I don't see myself selling him. I don't sell him to me. Why? Why did prove you- it? Put your money where your mouth is. So when I'm looking at it again in DLF, he's going as the wide receiver seven. That. To me, is way too high. That is that is that is a uh, that's a selection based on nothing but hype. There's no nothing proven to show that he's going to finish anywhere near a wide receiver seven anytime soon. If they keep Amari for another year, which they're going to, they keep Gallup for another year, which they're going to. If they sign Dak, which you hope to God they do, 
for him to get anywhere near this valuation of the seventh wide receiver. Like that, that's just three things that I just listed right there that you need to happen. And then on top of that, you need him to start becoming the number one, just alone the number two wide receiver target. He was close with Amari tied for targets almost uh, on average with uh, Dak in the game for the five games. But right now, listen to where CD is going. He's going ahead of Calvin Ridley. Would you take CD Lamb or Calvin Ridley? Ridley. CD Lamb or Derek Hopkins? Hopkins. Hold on. Oh, I would take CD Lamb over Kelvin Ridley. I'm going to mute you. Wow. How about he I was, mute my, How about I mute myself and you two can discuss this? Go ahead. He was a top seven wide receiver in the first five games with Dick, and he was still top twenty with a fourth string quarterback. He's going but, to be absolutely amazing throughout his career. He's going to be fantastic. I would absolutely pay the wide receiver wide receiver seven price right now. Because especially after one more full healthy year with Deck, he's going to be going higher than that. But you just proved me right right there. All you kept what? saying was wishes and rainbows. He's going to be good. Give him one more year with Dak. Well, like, Dak got hurt. What did he, he was very good. He was a top seven wide receiver when Dak was healthy. Was, I mean, but you have, it, it, any wide receiver with a fourth string quarterback is not going to be good. And he still finished top, he still finished top 20 the ball 48 times a game do you think that's going to continue probably are they really going to fix their defense when they have to pay Dak 40 million a year fix their defense a little bit though that's the thing like i don't i don't see a world right now where cd lamb is coming anywhere near a top seven wide receiver the fact that you have him over calvin ridley means you need him you need him next year to be paying what you're paying right now you need him to finish at least in the realm of 30 or 40 points behind calvin ridley and that's that's still a lot of points. What are you I'm saying? saying? I'm saying like for him to to meet that valuation, if Calvin Ridley finishes as top five next year, you're going to need Calvin Ridley to finish close, or you're going to need CD Lamb to finish close as a top twelve to even justify what you're paying right now. Other than that, I'd say wait till next season, sell him right he, now. You said he needs to be forty points behind him. I'm just saying, like, to well, just he, he was fifty points all. behind him this year with a fourth string quarterback. Correct, and that's why I was saying like to justify it, you need to do that. But Kelvin Ridley also didn't play all 16 hey, games. Um, I guess but, I'm going to be knocking on your door trying to oh, buy some CD Lamb after this. I mean, he's not any stacked. I mean, like, what if, what if, what if Dak doesn't stay? What if they only franchise him? And then if they franchise him a second time, quarterbacks that have been franchised twice in a row have never stayed with their teams. I mean, it's just, it's just going to be interesting. Yes, we would love Amari to leave next year after next year, but um, right now. I don't know. I it, it, I guess it would depend on the team. We'll talk some more about that because I know I'm talking a bit about CD. Um, but he had 877 yards in the slot, though. That was the most most by any rookie in 15 years. So the guy's hella talented. You know we talked about him last year. I love him. I, this isn't a hate on CD Lamb. I just, like I said, he's ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, ahead of Michael Thomas, ahead of Terry McLaurin. And I think I want CD Lamb. I think I want all of them over CD Lamb. You're crazy. So the other day when I when – when I had Gibson uh, offered to me for him plus whatever else, you said no. What changed your yeah. mind? Uh, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Brown, and a second-round pick, I believe, is what you were offered for. Yes. That is still not enough for me, though. For okay. what? So you're, you're so you see, so if you have Lamb, you're expecting a lot in return, not oh, just absolutely because uh. because like to sell him, you'd be selling him for Antonio Brown, which 
I, you're getting nothing, right? The second round pick, you have to hope hits, and it was a 12-team league, so you're talking maybe 18 to 20 at that point. I don't think it was an early second. And then now you get Antonio Gibson where they have McKissick. You're hoping McKissick walks. You don't know enough about Gibson right now to believe. So like I said, you get nothing proven for what you know is going to become something good in a year or two. Um, I just wouldn't need – like if you gave me Gibson a first and a second, all day I'd take that. Okay. Um, and it was a super flex for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Keenan, I know again we've talked about your sell for a little bit, but if you want to reiterate anything, go for it. Yeah, I mean, I mine's Justin Herbert. I was hoping they were going to hire an OC like Dable, like we mentioned. Um, even when Staley was hired, I was like, okay, hire an offensive coordinator, a good offensive coordinator. Um, you know, that could bring some creativity to this offense and can help develop Herbert. Um, but they hired um, uh, Joe uh, Labardi. There it is. Um, and I mentioned it. You know, he wasn't create. He wasn't creative in Detroit. Um, I did read an article where they said that defenses were pretty much calling out the plays before the snap um, when he was the OC there. So unless things have changed and he's learned a little bit under Sh- Sean Payton when he was uh, the quarterbacks coach. Um, I mean, you're, when you're the quarterback coach and, and Drew Brees is QB1, I don't think you're doing much work, but whatever. Um, so I did not like that hire at OC, and I am trying to trade Justin Herbert if I have him. But same same thing like An- Antonio said regarding CeeDee Lamb, you want a good return. You're not just trading him just to trade him. The Herbert, ha- especially especially if you have Herbert in a super flex and you have, and you have a couple other quarterbacks that, that – that you like on your team, um, I think you can get a good haul back for Herbert. Very fair, very fair. Uh, Eric, you got a interesting surprise. one. I, I was I've been waiting all show for this one, all show. Hey now, all show. Um, yeah, my boy Mike Evans is going to be my sell. Uh, yeah, I think this one's pretty obvious. So. Um, you know, right now he's going as wide receiver 14, um, which actually surprised me a little bit. I think it's, you know, the way he finished uh, finished the fantasy season, which is on everybody's minds right now. But, um, you know, it's maybe going to be another year with Tom Brady. He could retire this year. If not, it's one more year with Tom Brady. Um, That's a fair point. Yeah, and and even, even last year he was up and down. He obviously had huge games, but then he had games where he disappeared. Um, and I mean, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Godwin. Godwin's potentially going to be gone. He's a free agent this year. So that obviously if that, if Godwin leaves, we have to bump Mike Evans up. I, I've obviously he might not be a sell at that point, but right now I'm, I'm thinking they're going to try and get a way to get Godwin back. Um, but, but when I'm looking at it, what the biggest reason for me is why I'm selling him is because I'm looking at who's behind him. And who I could potentially get. Um, so you could potentially get maybe a Juju plus right now, uh, depending on the league. I actually just made this trade, but it was more of a more of a straight up trade. Um, we swapped a few picks. Uh, you can get maybe a Rob plus Deontay Johnson plus Keenan Allen plus. Um, I, I take another two to three years of Keenan Allen um, plus something else. And I, I, I would avoid Mike Evans for that. Um it's just a value value you can get right now. Uh, I just think you can't pass on it. 
I, I, the Tom Brady point is, I didn't even think about that. That's a, that's a very good point. Who's, who's going to be there at quarterback? They don't, if Tom Brady him. wins this year and retires. Didn't we have the same question last year, though? But I mean, it, they get Winston back <laughs> eventually, 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 he's going to have retired. He's not going to play forever. And but, he's 43 years old. Eventually, he's going to, he's going to stop playing or he's not going to be good. I think the only thing that I hadn't thought about, well, no, I'm not that I didn't thought about. Bruce Aarons probably will only stick as long as Tom Brady goes, is my assumption. So if that's the case, then yes, it probably would be better to get out a year early if you don't want to be a year late. Yeah, you always want to you always want to predict the future before the future catches up to you. Imagine getting imagine getting Kenny Galladay plus like a late first for Mike Evans. And right now that's about where the value's at. Or even a high second round. Would you take Kenny Galladay in a high second or Mike Evans? I would probably go with Galladay, yeah. As much as I love Evans, I'd probably go with the Galladay. And you're not going to get that deal next offseason. No. No. This is- what did I what did I say? I said I said Tom Brady will throw 40 touchdowns. Mike Evans will have 15 touchdowns. Brady had his 40, but Evans was was what 14, 13, I think Thir- he had. 13. So, 13, yeah. So So you were wrong. Yard, well, no, I mean, but what what I'm getting at, like the yards I did not expect. He had just over a thousand yards. I expected way more than that. So if he can go into next year and get 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns again. I'd keep him, and I and I think he's still going to have a great year next year, right? Um, but but this is a you know we're talking dynasty, and you can get a player two to three years younger plus something else, um, and and it's a player who could potentially finish higher than him. Actually, uh, you say that Galladay's older than Mike Evans. Well, I mean, we're talking Juju. Who, there were a few oh, other yeah, players no, on I that agree. list. I Keenan Allen and Galladay are both. Um, but I mean, obviously, Keenan Allen's the oldest one. But, um, but I mean, Keenan Allen, two to three more years with Justin Herbert. Would you take Keenan Allen plus something for Mike Evans? Uh, personally, no. I what's Allen like? Twenty nine. He's got many injuries. I know he's got Herbert. I just I trust that I, I trust that Tampa Bay will fix it. Um, I know we're doing a lot of ifs and what's because I mean, if Tampa Bay wins this week, does a chance Brady retires? I don't think also also do you guys think Godwin is re-signed? I actually don't. Yeah, I think they I think they signed A B if Brady comes back too. Honestly, honestly, I think I haven't looked much, but like I think there's a chance they might sign Juju. Get the band back together with A B and Juju. I don't know. They didn't like each other. Uh, I, I think they were, they're gonna pay they were, Juju, they were, they're just gonna pay. They were, they were trash talking each other on Twitter. I know. I wonder if Big Ben had to do. If you're gonna pay Juju the money, you you might as well just pay uh, Godwin. Yeah, that's true too. I don't know. I'm just just speaking off the cuff. How interesting that would be. Um, But yeah, that's gonna. I think that's gonna cover the cells, right? Do you have anything left for the Evans and Tampa Bay? No, that's it. it. All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up. uh, That's gonna wrap up the episode. I think. uh, I think that went better than expected, huh? Yeah, I thought it went pretty well, yeah. as always. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. So don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at DynastyMafia underscore FF. Uh, don't forget you can follow us. Uh, if you're watching us here on YouTube, you got our handles in the corner. Uh, you can follow me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Keenan at Keen underscore 716 and Eric at Eric D underscore FF. 
make sure to check us out on YouTube, uh, as well as check out our uh, website, dynastymafiapodcast.network. Have some good articles. Uh, have some uh, videos you can check on there as well. And uh, going to have some good content coming through. We got Jeremy uh, Popelar is over at Pope's FHH, uh, writing a lot of good articles for us uh, as well. That being said, thanks again for listening. Till next week. Well, maybe next. Actually, you know, before I end this, we got the Super Bowl coming up. We're probably going to have an episode uh, right after the Super Bowl and then take a few week break uh, to push, figure out some content, uh, figure out some articles and push that through. So more to come with that as well. Mafia out. Go box, go.